Good morning, brothers and sisters. This is a day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I am Mark Hedegar, and I'm blessed, honored, and humbled to be the pastor at Stratford Salisbury Center in Middleville United Methodist Churches, where we expect miracles, recognize miracles, and celebrate miracles together. This morning's memory verse comes from Psalm 84, 12. O oh, Lord of hosts, happy is everyone who trusts in you. This morning's prayer comes from Hope Bollinger. Let us pray. This third week of Advent, let us remember that the good news of Jesus Christ has a power to bring us great joy this Christmas season. Our joy isn't dependent on what's going on in our life, in our world, or the people that we are with. It doesn't depend on the gifts we give or the gifts we find under the tree. No earthly thing can ever give us complete joy. Our joy comes from you. The joy that flooded the hearts of the shepherds, the angels, the wise men, the hosts of heaven and Mary and Joseph is a joy that still has the power to overwhelm our hearts with rejoicing. Father, you offer that same joy to us now if we know you and recognize Jesus as our Savior and Lord. You gave us a reason to celebrate when you gave us the unspeakable gift of Jesus Christ. You came to dwell among us. You went to Calvary's cross for us. You overcame death and rose from the dead for us. You forgive our sins and give us eternal life when we believe in you. Our joy doesn't come from our jobs, our family, our relationships, our finances, or our success. Our joy doesn't come from what we have on earth, or who we are with. Our joy is a gift. It is a gift that you gave us that first Christmas in Jesus Christ. Our joy is encompassed in our Savior, King Jesus. Flood our heart with joy this Advent season as we reflect on the good news of Jesus' birth. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Join me with a call to worship. We come to worship Christ who proclaims good news to the poor, binds up the brokenhearted, frees the prisoners, and comforts those who mourn. We come to worship Christ, who bestows a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. We come to worship Christ, who rebuilds ancient ruins and restores broken places, let us worship him today as we meet as brothers and sisters. This morning is the lighting of the candle uh, joy, which is pink. And this is how the readings would go or will go when we meet in church. In the Old Testament, the word joy is nearly always associated with an act of God and even more specifically with an act of God delivering his people. The people of Israel found themselves in need of God's deliverance on more than one occasion. When they were enslaved in Egypt, God sent them free. As they traveled to the promised land, God proved to the Israelites over and over again that he was far stronger and more powerful than the enemy nations who opposed them. When the nation of Israel was carried off into captivity by the Babylonians, again they cried out to God to rescue them, and God delivered them and brought them back to Jerusalem. 
Each time they were rescued, the Israelites were joyful and rejoiced in God's love for them. But each time, they soon forgot God's deliverance and turned away from God. In a cold and dirty stable in the small, unimportant town of Bethlehem, God again delivered his people. This time, however, it was not just for a time, not just until the next warring nation came across the river. No, this time it was forever, for eternity. God sent his son to deliver his people, not just from the enemies who threatened them, but from their sin that separated them from himself. We can imagine the joy on the faces of the shepherds as they made their way to the stable. We can almost see the joy on the faces of the wise men who traveled great distances to find this new king. And we can feel the radiant joy of Simeon and Anna in the temple as they came face to face with the Savior of the world. God sent himself to us to bring us life and never-ending joy. Today, as we celebrate Advent and think of joy, let's not forget. Let's remember and live each day in the knowledge and understanding of what God has done for us. We are delivered. How can we not be joyful? This morning's Lady Scripture comes from Psalm 32. Psalm 32. Happy are those whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Happy are those to whom the Lord imputes no iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. While I kept silence, my body wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. Then I acknowledged my sin to you, and I did not hide my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Therefore, let all who are faithful offer prayer to you. At a time of distress, the rush of mighty waters shall not reach them. You are a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with glad cries of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Do not be like a horse or a mule without understanding, whose temper must be curbed with bit and bridle, else it will not stay near you. Many are the torments of the wicked, but steadfast love surrounds those who trust in the Lord. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, rejoice, O righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. Amen. This is a word of God for the people of God. We move to joys and concerns, and I know the first thing on everybody's mind are the numbers um, in Herkimer County and Oneida County and the surrounding counties, actually, all through New York State and the nation, that the numbers are increasing for uh, people who've gotten uh, COVID-19. It's hit our family as well. Um, but we have to understand and believe that God is with us, that God's got this, that it's a virus and we're all going to be exposed to it at, at one time or another, and we just need to have faith in God. We need to stay in prayer uh, for our families, our friends, our, our neighbors, and our nation, and trust that, that God will see us through this. So as we're praying this morning, I would continue to encourage you to just whisper or yell out names or just 
Concentrate on those people you need to pray for. Maybe it's for yourself. Maybe it's for something you're going through personally or financially or something to do with your job. But just turn it over to the Lord. He already knows what's on your heart. But he wants you to share it with him. <clears throat> he wants you to strengthen that relationship that you have with him. This morning's prayer is actually from Ann Pedersen, and I thought it was very fitting for this morning, so uh, please pray with me. Father God, we know there is pain in this fallen world. You told us there would be, and we know the enemy of our souls wants to torment us. Remind us of your truths, Lord. Let us reflect on them and wrap ourselves up in them when we're in pain or we feel alone. You said in Numbers twenty three nineteen that you were not a man that you should lie. If you said something, you will do it. If you spoke it, you will make it good. Thank you for always answering us when we call. <clears throat> Excuse me. And thank you that you said in Romans eight twenty seven, when we don't know what to pray, that the Holy Spirit will pray for us. Thank you, God, that no matter what we go through, you will always be there. We pray this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. <clears throat> Excuse me. The title to this morning's message is The Fullness of Joy. The Fullness of Joy. Over the past few weeks, we've lit the candles of hope and peace. We identified hope as believing in a resurrected Savior and the promise of our own resurrection. Last week, we decided that if we lived with this hope of God's promise of eternity with him, then it should naturally lead to a peace in our lives. So if we are filled with hope and peace, wouldn't it naturally lead to joy in our lives? This morning, the third week of Advent, we lit the candle of joy. We're called to be filled with joy, not just during the Advent season, but every day we're blessed to be on earth doing his work. The joy from being thankful for all that he's given us. The promise of a Savior who came to earth as flesh, who is present right now in the Spirit, and who promises to return and live with us once again, but this time for eternity. We need, we need to make sure we're experiencing a joy promised 2,000 years ago and not what we hear in the world news. Let me ask you a question this morning. What do you think of when you think of joy? My mind goes to many things when I think of it, my bride, my family, and our churches. But these are joys of the flesh. Sometimes we confuse joy with happiness. Happiness, of course, is an emotion of the flesh. And don't misunderstand me, these are great things, and it's, it's great to be happy about those things, but the joy the Bible talks about is not of the flesh. It is a spiritual joy bestowed on us by God through the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5, 23 tells us, Joy is a fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Joy is not found in things or circumstances. Otherwise, we'd, we'd be at risk of losing our joy every time we turn the news on. We may lose our happiness over what's going on, but the world cannot steal our joy. So the difference between happiness and joy is its source. 
Happiness is based on our emotions or what happens to us in the flesh. But our joy is based on our Father God and all that he has offered us. It's a deep-seated sense of joy in what God has done, is doing, and will do in our lives. Our Creator chose to put on flesh and dwell among his creation. Advent is a reminder that there is still more to come with his return. Our call in this Advent journey is to seek God's work within us and among us and to celebrate that presence with joy, a joy that's available to all who call on the name of the Lord and accept him as Lord and Savior. As Christians, we should be the most joyful people on earth, no matter what our circumstances are. Yes, that, that does mean we can experience biblical joy when we're mourning or suffering or undergoing difficult circumstances in our lives. We could even experience joy during this terrible pandemic in the state of our national election. Not happiness, perhaps, but joy. Jesus warned us there'd be tribulations, difficult circumstances, and frustrations are a part of this life while we're in these fleshly bodies. So even when we can't rejoice in our circumstances, we can still rejoice in Christ as instructed in Philippians 4.4. 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. We can rejoice and be joyful because we recognize that God is still in control and that he loves us and promises to never leave us or forsake us. King David ends Psalm 16 with these words. In your presence there is fullness of joy. In your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Joy is meant to be a hallmark of the Christian life. But if we live under the burden of circumstances, instead of seeing God in our midst, our hearts will be filled with emotional chaos, and there will be no joy. What kind of witness is that for Christ? We know our enemy constantly looks for ways to steal our joy, to take our focus off God and stay focused on our flesh and our circumstances. So how do we find joy in a world that's filled with so much hate, violence, and temptations? We find joy when we connect with God through prayer and praise and by keeping our focus on godly things rather than earthly things. It means paying attention to what is right and that God is still at work in our family, our community, and in our congregation. And we're called to proclaim and share this joy to our brothers and sisters in Christ as well as to an unbelieving world as witnesses to Christ's sacrifice for the world. <clears throat> yes, we find spiritual joy in God's promises. Jesus himself tells us not to worry in Matthew 6, 25 through 26. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Amen. God sent a Savior to us, Jesus Christ our Lord. He is the one who will never leave us or forsake us and will supply all our needs according to his riches and glory and promises to add to us 
all the things we need as we seek him and his kingdom. And in Matthew 10, 29 through 31, we hear him telling us how valuable we are to him. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. And even the hairs of your head are all counted. So do not be afraid. You are of more value than many sparrows. Praise God. Christians believe that God will renew the heavens and the earth, and that beyond death we will enjoy eternal life with our Creator. This is where we find our joy in spite of our circumstances. And we shouldn't fight these battles on our own. We're called to shine our lights in the world. We need to be that glimmer or light for someone who may be discouraged or lonely or lost. We need to remember that Christmas can be a very lonely time for some people. Not everyone is surrounded by family and friends. Some people may be facing Christmas alone and without the company of a friend or a loved one. As a body of Christ, we are called to love, to forgive, to encourage, and to share our joy and the reason for it. If we can't meet in person, we need to pick up the phone, make a call, send a text, or send a message on social media. There's so much unpleasantness in the world, but the Bible says that the kingdom of God is peace and joy. Our actions witness to whether we believe that or not. Philippians 4, 8-9 gives us guidance for maintaining our peace and joy. Finally, beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Keep on doing the things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. The God of peace will be with you. The true Christmas message is this. God sent a Savior for all of us to save us from our sins, to lift our burdens and ease our fears. That's it. A Savior who is Christ the Lord, God himself in the flesh. The modern world, of course, does not encourage joy in God. Instead, we're taught to value possessions and power and position. But true joy is not found in those things. True joy is believing the promises from a God who cannot lie. We find true joy in the reading from Romans 8, 38 through 39. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Jesus loves us, brothers and sisters. Jesus gave his life for us. And Jesus promises to come back for us. This is true joy, the true joy of Christians. Joy is not found in the immediate situation, but in the promise that God's kingdom may be revealed through the situation. And James 1-2 says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. It could very well be our testimony that leads others to Christ. If we get caught up in temporary hardships and worldly desires, our joy will be fleeting and weak. Will Graham offers this advice. The Bible tells us not to put our faith into men or princes. 
Instead, place your eternity in the one who endured scorn, pain, and yes, even betrayal from his friends, so that you may have a hope that extends far beyond the pitfalls and pains of this world. We are called to put our trust in God's promise of a returning Savior. This, my friends, is where true joy comes from. Let us pray. Father, you offer joy to us if we know you and recognize Jesus as our Lord and Savior. You gave us a reason to celebrate when you gave us the unspeakable gift of Jesus Christ. You came to dwell among us. You went to Calvary's cross for us. You overcame death and rose from the dead for us. You forgive our sin and give us eternal life when we believe in you. Our joy doesn't come from jobs, our family, our relationships, our finances, or our success. Our joy doesn't come from what we have on earth or who we are with. Our joy is a gift. It is a gift that you gave us that first Christmas in Jesus Christ. Our joy is encompassed in our Savior, King Jesus. Flood our heart with joy this Advent season as we reflect on the good news of Jesus' birth and pray the prayer he taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen and amen. Remember that the offering God seeks is not just what we have, but how we live as a witness to the light. May we witness through our giving and our compassion and through what we say and what we do at all times and in all places. This is where we would um, take up offerings and our tithes and offerings. And of course, even inside the church, we're not doing that. Um, we're not allowed to pass the plate around, so to speak. Uh, but I do thank you. We've had uh, many people mailing in their tithes and offerings and uh, being obedient to Christ and his call to, to give back what he's given us. So I, I thank you for that. Let us pray. <clears throat> Excuse me. God of love and light, just as John the Baptist came long ago in Judea to witness to your light, we remember that the offering you seek is that what we have and how we live should also witness to the light. We admit that there are times when we feel the darkness is just too prevalent, too strong, then we realize that we are ignoring the call to witness to that light. May we witness through our giving and our compassion, through what we say and what we do. In Christ's name, amen. Don't stop praising. Pray until your breath runs out. Thank God in all things. Don't strangle the spirit. Hold on to good while letting go of evil. Leave this place in sound body so that those who pass you are witnesses to the work of Christ. And brothers and sisters, the one who has called you faithful, despite everything in your lives, will complete these things in you. Go to witness, go to serve, and now receive the benediction. And now go in peace, love and care for one another in the name of Christ, 
And may God the Father bless you richly. May Christ the Son pour the riches of his grace upon you. And may the Holy Spirit, our comfort and our support, lead you in the path of hope and of peace, of joy and of love, both now and forevermore. Amen. Until we meet again, brothers and sisters, may God bless you and keep you. Please stay safe and stay in his word.